everybody. Welcome back to the show. Glad you could join me once again. I hope you're all doing well and enjoying the last few days of the warm weather wherever you are in the country. Uh, you'll have to excuse my voice a little bit and if I seem a little underpowered today, I'm down with COVID and dealing with a bit of sore throat and nasal congestion. Uh, but apart from these mild symptoms, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing well. So today it's going to be just me uh, talking about a recent column I wrote for the National Post um, and it was on the World Economic Forum. Some of you will know that the World Economic Forum has been in the news in Canada recently because its uh, managing director, Adrian Monk, uh, was uh, interviewed by the CBC recently. Now, rather than challenging some of his assertions, some of Mr. Monk's assertions, the CBC, surprise, surprise, went along with this premise that accusations of the World Economic Forum's agenda amount to misinformation and disinformation, that these are just a bunch of friendly people uh, hanging out in the Swiss Alps, just having a good time and being a talking shop. Now, I find this to be uh, more than a little disingenuous from Mr. Monk. Uh, some of you will know that I have been critical, uh, not just of the World Economic Forum, but of the involvement of Canada's Deputy Prime Minister and Finance Minister, Christian Freeland, at the highest levels of the organization, serving on their advisory board, their top policy-making body, something I exposed in the pages of the National Post back in February 2021. Now, the World Economic Forum folks uh, make it very clear that they're out to change the world and that they have a radical left ideology that they're promoting, centered around uh, the so-called Great Reset, stakeholder capitalism, putting climate change above everything else, uh, and all of, this, all of this would fundamentally alter the nature of our society, economy, and our capitalist-based market system. And the people sitting around the campfire in Davos aren't just ordinary people like you and me. These are presidents, prime ministers, billionaires, and other assorted members of the rich and powerful of the world. So what they talk about, what they discuss at Davos and other such elite um, platforms uh, definitely has consequences for the rest of us. Now, with Christian Freeland right there at the very top um, of the World Economic Forum's uh, advisory uh, board, you literally have a member of Klaus Schwab's board sitting at the cabinet table here in Canada. The irony is that Christian Freeland, uh, who was once a prolific journalist, uh, was a was once a staunch critic of the World Economic Forum and wrote an excellent book about it called The Plutocrats, The Rise of the New Global Super Rich and the Fall of Everyone Else, uh, which was published in 2012. I had the pleasure of rereading this book a couple of weeks ago. And as I reread the book, I came to the conclusion that Christian Freeland really has done a 180 from being an outsider looking in and being critical of the organization and of the super elites to as uh, cozy an insider as you can get. And what's doubly ironic is that many of the critiques uh, of what happens in Davos and the power of the super rich and the super elites who gather there that are now being dismissed as rants and raves of far-right conspiracy theorists are actually things that Freeland herself pointed out in her book. So if today's critics are right-wing conspiracy theorists, uh, today's critics of the World Economic Forum are right-wing conspiracy theorists, then where exactly does that leave Freeland? Uh, now back to Mr. Monk, uh, the managing director of the World Economic Forum. His claim is that Davos is just an innocuous talking shop 
But here's a telling passage from the plutocrats. The vampire squid theory of the super elite is entertaining and emotionally satisfying. It can be fun to imagine the super elites who went to Wall Street and their Harvard classmates who became economics professors and those who became U.S. senators participating in a grand conspiracy hatched ideally at the Porcelian Club to rip off the middle class. But the impact of these networks is much less cynical and much more subtle, though not necessarily of less consequence. So basically what Freeland is saying here is, uh, and something I uh, describe in my column as well, is that uh, when people uh, spend a lot of time together in an environment where uh, work and socializing intermingle, uh, whether it is in a university fraternity at Davos every year or at other venues where power elites routinely um, come together, a shared mindset develops of what needs to be done, whether it's to uh, combat inequality, um, uh, deal with climate change, or how do you handle a pandemic like COVID-19. And it's also well known that there's a revolving door between the top echelons of government, the private sector, and academia. None of this is hard to understand. Uh, think about it. When like-minded people get together, they reinforce each other's beliefs and meeting frequently uh, and often is key to that. So whether it's a bunch of activists getting together to talk about uh, their cause or a bunch of sports fans getting together, um, it's basically normal human psychology that people in this kind of situation will t tend to share assumptions, beliefs, views, and even ideologies. Another myth that Freeland nicely dispels, in my opinion, is the idea that uh, wealthy and powerful people, whom she calls plutocrats, should be assumed to be batting for uh, free markets and individual liberty. Uh, but here is her very on-point observation. Again, this is a quote from the book, from Freeland's book on the plutocrats. Quote, but the bigger issue of the relationship between plutocrats and the state can't be reduced to business batting for smaller government. Often, a big intrusive state is the plutocrat's best friend. True of state capitalist regimes like China and Russia and of industries like the defense business that live on state largesse or of companies like the U.S. steel industry under George W. Bush that have lobbied for and won protectionist legislation. So basically, in other words, there's often an unholy nexus between big business and big government. Uh, government restricts competition, sets the rules of the game uh, that often end up favoring big established uh, businesses. Uh, just look at Canada's telecom industry, our cell phone providers, for example. Um, these guys can turn around and rip us off and big business are also big donors to political parties. Um, and so that's how they're completely intertwined. And oftentimes the loser is average folks like you and I. Uh, who don't necessarily have a voice at the table, whether it's in Davos or at a $1,000 plate uh, fundraiser or at a fancy retreat at a resort by an investment bank or management consultancy. Again, this is not a conspiracy theory. And uh, what right-wing critics of the World Economic Forum are saying today is an extension of what critics like Christian Freeland was saying uh, a decade ago. So, my question for Christian Freeland, uh, if I ever had the chance to ask her, is what would the Christian Freeland of 2012, who wrote The Plutocrats, think about the Freeland of 2022, who sits at the high table with the Plutocrats in Davos?
And that's a question we can all ask ourselves, especially at a time when there's an agenda to stifle legitimate criticism of outfits like the World Economic Forum by claiming that it's all a far-right conspiracy theory and it amounts to misinformation and disinformation. I guess what that means is our political elites and uh, their sec- and their friends in large sections of the legacy media seem to believe that criticism from the left is legitimate and sincere, but criticism on the right is a crazy conspiracy theory. But that's how it seems to roll in Canada right now. Anyway, on that note, I want to thank you for tuning in. And if you want to read my column, um, the piece that I refer to in this podcast, please uh, check it out at the National Post. It's called uh, The Best Critique of the World Economic Forum Came from Christian Freeland Herself. See you next week.